0: Hey guys, welcome back! It's been uh, quite a while. We've been off. Well, last week we didn't have a show, so welcome to episode seventy-seven. Um, great yes. number of players like Ray Bork, Bork. Paul Coffee. Yeah, that's the only ones I could think of. So uh, yeah, yeah, like we said, welcome. It's uh, yeah. we missed you guys. Um, Bush went to BC to continue his semi-pro downhill skiing career and i'm a career yep cross-country skiing (laughs) and i went to duluth minnesota for um for a couple days so we were um it was a good break i'm sure bush had a good time skiing and absolutely paying for it just sore muscles and sore arch cheeks from falling um so yeah um whereas hockey we are recording on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe on treaty 3 territory we just like to give a knowledge acknowledgement to um the land that we are recording this show so what, what do you what do you looking for I'll look over my towel <laughs> i don't want to know why you're looking for a yeah. towel right now are you just sweating buckets or something um, who's our guest for episode seventy-seven? There, episode seventy-seven is Mickey Ipana. Uh, Mickey is from Inuvik, Northwest Territory. So we are excited to have Mickey on. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Mickey's our first uh, guest from Northwest Territories, from the territory. So we're super excited to have him on the show. This guy's uh, this guy's a legend up north, and I've had the opportunity, the honor, to meet him. Uh, I met him at the Freddy last year just by accident. Um, We were having a couple cold pops, and we just met these guys, and we got along with them great, Jack and I. It was like a Thursday night. They stayed at the same hotel as us at the Freddy. So we hung hung out with them, and super nice guys. So um, and I messaged Mickey if he wants to come on the show, and he said, yeah, right away. So, yeah, thanks, Mickey, and uh, we're looking forward to – The interview later on in the show, Mm -hmm. it's like I'm out of shape, out of breath. Man, you should have. I'm excited, yeah. Uh, cuz of the week, cuz of the week for episode 77 is Mr. Nick Zeroback from Kenora, Ontario. Uh, Nick is a form. Well, he I call him Gordon Bombay because you know, uh, (laughs) like, like, uh, you know, Mighty Ducks where uh. He quit in Pee-wee, then he came back and like went to go play pro. And he's like, I was this close to this to the NHL before his injury. And well, Nick had a similar story. He quit and I think it was Bantam. Pee or Bantam. And he came back, he started to skate this year, and he played Casey's, which is our local uh, beer league here in Kenora. And he's not too bad. Like he was putting up goals and he's not he didn't do too bad for a guy who hasn't been skating for like a number of years. So I call him Gordon Bombay. <laughs> <laughs> and I just happen to work with him. He's my coworker. He sits beside me in the, at, in the office at work. And the kid's a meathead, but he's a good kid. So thanks, Nick. <laughs> he, he kept on asking, when am I going to be because of the week? When am I going to be because of the week? And I just keep forgetting. And finally, he reminded me today. And he supports the show. He bought a hoodie, so... Um, thanks for all your support support Nick. We appreciate it and uh sorry that it took so long for you to be because of the week. <laughs> uh shout outs do you have any shout outs for this week? no <laughs> not even your skiing instructors out in BC did you have no, they,
1: any they're embarrassed they uh they abruptly blocked me for some reason. I don't
0: know why you got BC hard <laughs> in, in BC. <laughs> <laughs> <B-C-R>. <laughs> At <the ski> hill. <laughs> oh. Sorry, uh Mr. Major, you're uh <laughs> <laughs> you've been uh RCMP'd. Yeah. <laughs> I got two shutouts. Uh one to the Michigan Lake Mavericks um from Bearskin Lake up in treaty. Nine Northern on Northwestern Ontario, they are the A side winners of the Northern Band hockey tournament. Uh, this past week in Dryden, Ontario. Uh, the Northern Band hockey tournament is uh consists of teams from Treaty Nine, one team from Treaty Three, and Treaty Five. It's a week long tournament that starts on a Sunday and finishes on the following Sunday. So, and it's a 48 team tournament, and they came on top, came winning that A side, which is. Which is huge! You you just beat out forty seven other teams, so good for them. Um, and I want to give a shout out to the Sioux College Cougars, based out of Sault Ste. Marie, yeah. Ontario, for winning the ACHA Division Two National Championship today, defeating the Northeastern University six to one. Oh, uh, the Sioux College, yeah, it's a good score. Sioux College consists of the following players: Jaden Navo, Erica Beats. Sophie Thabo, and Jacinta Eshka Kogan. I knew I was gonna butcher one girl. One's oh, name and I nice should honorable mention. Who? Kayla. Kayla Reskai. Yes. From she's from Show Lake. She's from Shoal Jacinta's Lake, yeah. from Sagamok. Jaden's from Garden River. Erica's from Batchawana, And Sophie's from Thessalon. So congratulations, girls on winning that national championship. It's huge and And that's uh, something that no one will ever take away from you. So congrats again, girls. Yeah. On a job well done for
1: this. (laughs) Yeah. We see Audemars mentioned because uh, she messaged and clarified a post that while she's on the roster, she's not playing right now due to an injury. So we hope we get better, Kayla. We need you to skating out there. We need you to prove to these young girls that, uh, you know what, that people can't skate in the college level.
0: And that's good that she's, uh, Mm -hmm. that she's, Willing to get help, right? Like mental health is a is so huge now, and a lot of people don't get help, and it just shows you that hockey players, where we we are just as normal as everyone that we we do need help when it comes to our mental health, and just it's a big step to say that yes, I do need help, and that it's it's a big step forward, and we wish you all the best, Michaela, because. Good kid. Um, yep. I've known her all finally for a number of years. I've coached her sisters in hockey, and so um, we wish you all the best and come back, come back next season bigger and stronger and faster. So, um, speaking like of si- mental
1: health, I want you people listen, <clears throat> people <clears throat> listeners, listen about mental health. Uh, hockey player he walked away from the game last year. His name, I think, it's Slater Kukok. Did You hear? Did you read about that? No. His anxiety level was was so high when he played that he just he couldn't eat. His stomach wouldn't let him. He would just throw up. So uh, it got to the point where he, game day, uh, some players would poke fun at him, like say, "Hey, you know this, you know eating's free. Like he can eat, and he just he'd make up some excuse that why he why he wouldn't eat. Like he uh, ate before or something. He just but his weight just dwindled and dwindled. He didn't have energy, anxiety. It uh it can really cripple you,
0: yeah it can. And yep. if you if you need a timeout to step away from the team, step away from the game, it's totally understandable and it, and it's okay and it's okay mm-hmm. to ask for help. There's so much help out there now, um, with these First Nation organizations that are offering yep. help and whatnot. So if you need help, just reach out. If you need to talk to someone, message me, message Bush, shoot yep. us a message on Facebook, and we'll gladly take the time to sit and chat with you um you you guys are never alone and will always be there and there's going to be so many friends and families that will totally agree and that i'm sure they'll be there for you as well so just just something for you guys to know and just uh that you're not alone mm-hmm. uh your ski trip how was it A ski
1: trip was awesome a couple of days, we went to Big White, I was going to say Big White, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Big White, uh, B.C. It's just about 45 minutes out of Kelowna. Me, Sue, my daughter, Jaden, and Hunter, my son, flew out on Tuesday on WestJet, my nemesis airline. We had a blast. Um, My daughter, I asked her if she skied every run in six days, and she said no and no. if anybody looks up the map it's impossible in six days you got to be there lots but it was bittersweet for me because I've always wanted to bring uh Sue th- there because we're at where uh, she's she's an avid skier we she took me to Fernie last year or she introduced me to Fernie last year and I, I wanted to introduce her to uh big white this year at Big Mountain so I've kind of uh, raised the bar with everything with terms of downhill skiing I guess it's um Swedish Alps
0: next year, wow! Or Swiss Swiss Alps? I like I didn't know Swedish Sweden had, had Alps. I didn't know. I John Denver was full of shit. I thought the rock, I thought the mountains were a little bit rockier than this.
1: <laughs> Swedish <laughs> Alps,
0: jeez! So you guys are going to go to Europe next year?
1: Um, if I I was jokingly if if I said well I I bought a lottery ticket in uh, where did I buy us? I bought one in Alberta, because you hear stories tourists will buy a lottery ticket on their way in and out of some that they won. So I thought maybe that would have been me, but I didn't win. I said, "Yeah, if we win a lottery, maybe we'll tour tour Europe with the uh, with this skiing vacation." But as as luck would have, have it, I I didn't win. So I did, had to you, go did work you guys good. ever
0: go skiing in Thunder Bay like Lock Loman? Lock.
1: I did when I was a kid. Where we, we, me and Sue, were talking about going uh, there for a weekend trip, or going down to, uh, uh, but
0: yeah, um,
1: um, Giants Ridge.
0: What about weekend, but, did uh, you guys ever go skiing in Dryden? Uh no. <laughs> I, I didn't even know Dryden had a ski hill. Like, there's no hills in Dryden, or no mountains. Yeah, I know. What about the one here in Kenora? Have you ever? I never, I never been skiing. At that hill, would you consider that a ski hill?
1: Um, it's a, uh, I would. After what we skied, I'd I call that a little uh warm up.
0: So when you get on top of the mountain from after the lift, how long does it take you from the top of the mountain all the way to the the end of um, the the run? Um,
1: good four or five minutes. Holy jeez. Well, I mean, you're well, going um, fast, eh? Mean, mean, so Sue. Like we're like we're uh. We we ski about maybe well not maybe not that long. We we ski a little bit, little bit, a little bit, and then we uh we have to stop because we're not used to using those muscles. The like your thighs arch, and quads are just burning. <laughs> and arch arse muscles, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Plus uh you're talking about anxiety. I'm worried about what I was worried about I was actually worried about wiping out and turning my knee really bad, and I, and I wouldn't be able to play this. Uh, I'd be ruined. Well, I wouldn't be able to play hockey, but also I, I was worried about ruining the ski vacation because I, because I, everybody was there. It's like I wanted to be on the hill, not, not all like you know, yeah, bandaged up on the sitting in the uh condo by myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you notice when other native people go downhill skiing, they don't go side to side, they just go down like just
1: crazy down just down <laughs> in one yeah
0: like really fast
1: oh yeah but no it's uh it's a lot of technique to control your speed and it's it's it's, it's taxing on your muscles on your on your uh, lower body because you're plus if you don't plan the route right you're 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 uh, you're hitting moguls or you're hitting ice patches and that can really uh, uh really throw a wrench in your day so you
0: guys got back Saturday night. Did you go skiing yep. Friday? Then that long-ass drive What's Saturday?
1: That? No, no, no. I, we, we skied Thursday night. I skied Thursday night until about, I would say, 7, maybe 7, 15-ish. And then I, I came back, ordered pizza from the delivery, then uh, did what I could to help Sue pack up and uh, load a little bit of the truck to so we can go. Because checkout was 10 a.m. the next day.
0: The question that everyone wants to know, did you pull a Harry and stick your tongue on the lift? I, uh, you should have just tried a little bit. (laughs) It's the tip of your tongue, man. It's going to roll back. I
1: I, I kind of sat strategically and uh, I was towards the middle, but but there was one, there's one time that I probably could have, but, uh, I, I I told Sue, I said, you know what? Maybe I'll do the next day or maybe I'll do the next run.
0: Chicken. The next
1: run, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then I probably would have done it had she reminded me, but
0: I should have texted you. For,
1: you should have texted me or called Dad, me. it.
0: <laughs> you would have looked like that kid off the Christmas story when he <laughs> stuck his tongue on the, f- the flagpole there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds like a good trip. Uh, That's I'm not much awesome of a skier. Trip. I I went downhill skiing like a long time ago when I grew up in Thunderbury, but. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, what next? Let's see. Let's see. Uh uh big night. Uh Pride Night. San Jose Sharks, cool. Rhymer. Rhymer. Yeah. He didn't want to participate in Pride Pride Night because of his beliefs, which he is a born again. Christian and he says that it's against his religion that about gay marriage and stuff mm-hmm. like that so do you agree with all the fans do you agree with Reimer or do you agree like or with the fans that he should participate just to show his support for the LLBGQ, um community
1: I think they should keep an open mind and Brian Burke made a really good statement about it. It's about including everyone and feeling safe to play hockey, and that the model hockey is for everyone. Like I can't, I don't have the article right in front of me, but if you if you if you look up Brian Burke and and uh, in a statement for Pride Night or whatever, he makes a really really good points about it. How players should do it and how because we want to generate an atmosphere where everyone's welcome. And that's what essentially that is. It's not an attack on a religion. It's more, it's made to have people feel more inclusive and safe because air hockey is for everyone.
0: Brian Burke said this. He was quoted. I repeat that. I am extremely disappointed. I wish players would join. I wish players would understand that the prize sweaters are about inclusion and welcoming everybody. A player wearing yeah. pride colors or tape isn't endorsing a set of values, or enlisting in a cause, he is saying you are welcome here, and you are in every single NHL building. So, Which is true, right? We're not, like, in a way, you don't have to agree with that lifestyle, but just where just to show your support, right? Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. about support. And but I think a lot of fans, I was like reading Twitter and Facebook. A lot of the comments are way too harsh. Um, they were really bad towards Reimer, but saying that he hates all, all gay people and just it's it's really sad when people have to go on social media and just really yeah. bash other people and I think it's wrong like I wouldn't do that personally, but that's they're doing what the pride was made about what right You want everyone yeah. to be included not bash people, which and and James Reimer wasn't the first player this year to not wear. Or participate in the pregame warm up due to the pride, uh, pra- practice or pr- set a uh, pregame jersey. Mm, yeah, because that R- Russian player off of Philadelphia did the same, and he got a mm-hmm. good buck lash about it. But um, mm-hmm. hockey's for everyone, guys, and it doesn't matter the color of your skin or what you believe in or um, what's your preference in your, your partner hockey's for everyone, and I'm not going to judge who you are. It's – I mean, as Native people, we are judged enough yeah. in our lives. And so I'm pretty sure I could speak for a lot of us that since we're being judged, like, we don't want to judge others because we don't like that feeling of people judging us, not knowing us. So I – I'm like that. Like, I'm not going to judge people mm-hmm. that I don't know, especially based on their, of who they are and what they prefer. So it's, it's how I think. And I'm sure you, Bush, you, you agree with me on that one. So
1: absolutely agree. So,
0: yeah, just let's just have an open mind and accept everyone because we, as First Nation, Indigenous, Metis, and Inuit, we want, we want to be um, accepted even in today's world. We still want to be accepted we we want to be included so we have to think like how do do how do the lgbq community feel right so yeah you don't want to be treated like that so let's treat everyone the same so that's my uh two cents that's my I wouldn't call that a rat that's more of a rave yeah I would say a rave yeah uh people on Facebook does your local community have a rat and rave Page on Facebook. I know here in Kenora we have a rant and rave, so I'll call that a rave. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't call that a rant. Uh, with that being said, let's head over to our interview with Mickey. Uh, yeah, looking yeah. forward to this. So stick around and uh, we'll be right back with Mickey. Let's go. Okay.
1: Hi. <laughs> Go ahead, Bus. Hi, Rez. Welcome, people. Res Hockey Podcast would have a very special guest today. Uh, episode number 77, we will give everybody give a hand. Oh, I'm butchering it already. <laughs> We'd like to give a big welcome to Mickey Ipana.
0: Where's Mickey from? Uh, why don't you fill me in on that, Trevor? He's from Inuvik Northwest Territories. Uh, we have the honor of having Mickey on the show, and Mickey's the first guest from the Northwest Territories and the Territories, so we're happy to have you on the show. Mickey, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty really excited to see what our uh, big fuss is about
0: there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see what you guys are all about. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it's an honor to be on. There's been some great guests before me and like we've said this before, it's a small hockey world and, you know, so many tournaments and, which is great for Aboriginal hockey that you get to know everybody from coast to coast.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, First question. How did you get started in hockey?
2: Yeah. Well, being from way up North, um, New Bacontas territory is, it's winter, pretty much. I'd like to say seven to eight months of the year, right? So, if you don't play hockey, you ski, and I'm not the best skier, so I might as well get skate on skates. And you know, friends are friends are friends. And you want to keep busy. I mean, it's dark for 24 hours a day for about a month and a half. So you basically live at the arena with all the boys, and you know, just be Canadian kids. I guess
0: you can say. What kind of skiing were you talking? Are you talking like cross country skiing?
2: Yeah, I'm not a big cross country skier. That's for sure. We live in a tundra, so there's not too many hills. But uh, when I was growing up, cross country skiing was pretty big, but kind of died off as the years go
0: by. You mentioned that it's dark there, like a month of the of the year. Like how? Like I've never experienced that. Like how is it ex- like living in that condition where it's totally dark?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's a different uh, experience, but I mean, for us that are being from up here, yeah, it's a give and take. The winter is, like I said, probably six weeks of no sun, right? But in the summer, we got about six weeks of twenty-four hour daylight. Oh. So, so it goes hand in hand. We sacrifice the winter, long winters, for beautiful summers, right? So, and uh, we have like a six-hole golf course here. Way up here, 24 hours, you know, <laughs> we buy a membership for a couple hundred bucks, and we can go golfing at, if we want, at 3, three in the morning. <laughs> the pretty pretty awesome.
0: That, That's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's actually pretty, pretty neat. But when you're from here, you don't think about it because it's part of life,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be neat coming from here. Hey, Chav, it's 3 in the morning. You are all- out? Oh, Let's go. Cool.
0: Yeah, that would be yeah. totally cool. <laughs> well, you know,
2: some, some nights we'd be golfing, we'll head to the local pub and we're leaving the pub and it's still bright like we walked in, <laughs> right? So we know we we'll get to the golf course and that's what time we got home. We're like, I don't know. it, bright <laughs> out, anyways.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Is there any, well, obviously there are, but where, what are the major obstacles playing hockey in Northwestern? Northwest Territory, I can't talk.
2: Well, I mean, for us being so remote up here, I mean, exposure is the big thing, but, and travel, I mean, it's pretty hard to get uh, some different, different academies, I guess you can say, and tournaments. I know growing up, going to Whitehorse, the tournament coming up this weekend in the Yukon, was a big one for us to try to go there to showcase our skills to maybe jump on a triple-A team or a junior B or a junior A team and kind of use that as a stepping stone to get some exposure. And then there's um, the Arctic Winter Games, which is uh, consists of all the circumpolar territories and countries that compete every two years. Not kind of use that to exposure. But the main obstacle, I'd say, is the travel and being so remote and the cost of travel and knowing some people to get to certain areas, I guess.
0: You mentioned but, uh, the, the tournament in white this week and like how far is the drive to white horse? Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's tw- from our community of Anuvik. it's 1220 kilometers. So Ooh. yeah. So, I mean, for us, it's, you know, it's basically nothing <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. You know, we download a bunch of movies on our phone and stuff like that. And, take turns driving and be prepared. But I could remember before phones and everything, you know, you grab a John Fogarty CD and a couple <laughs> of ACDs. CD CDs, and by the time you get there, you know, every word of the,
0: you know, the disc. How much is uh, gas up there for a liter right now?
2: I think $2.10 two a liter. 2 dollars It's one sixty 160,
0: one sixty five 165 here in Kenora. So it's not That much of a big difference, eh?
2: Yeah, I think the key for up here is people when they, is to warm up their vehicles, right? You know, I'd say half the money you put in your gas tank is going to warm it up before you go to work because there's (laughs) there's 3,500 people here and the speed limit in town is 35, right? So it's not like you're driving across the, you know, across the city or whatever to get to the grocery store, but a lot of people. You know you don't want to ruin your vehicle, so we spend most of the time warming up the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: You play for and manage the Inuvik Huskies. Uh, What can you tell us about the Huskies?
2: Yeah, well, that goes back to like where I started playing before. Like, um, there's my my father, who uh, moved passed on. He started a team called the Inuvik Huskies back in '85. So. There was the Canadian Armed Forces that came up here and they kind of like boxed out them from playing in the league. So they start, they said, you know, screw it, let's make our own native Aboriginal tournament and let's make the team, local team from Inuvik, right? So, you know, every everybody wants to go being like their father, right? And then certain certain players on his team, his their kids became We all became, you know, res brothers, I guess you can say, right? And just grew up together. And, you know, like I said, there's not much we can do up here but play hockey and baseball and hunt and all the other bad things us (laughs) boys do. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Uh, we... we, No, sorry. (laughs) We we really came together as we started getting older through tournaments and... Guys are coming back from college, and you guys played junior. And so we thought, why not give it a shot? Being seen as like, we, we ran into like guys like Cody Peterson and Drew Rose and Clay Plume. And I mean, you know, guys that we really looked up to. And, you know, they're great hockey players, but, you know, we, that's why you play. You try to compete at that level with the boys, right? And, yep. you know, we grew, we, we they, they came up here playing in our local tournament here, and we kind of followed them to where they're at now. And we're just hoping to expand and start competing even more.
1: Um, who are some of the members of the Huskies?
2: Yeah, well, we got guys, uh, Elton Rubin, um, Max Kodakak, uh, Chris Rubin, Philip Perry, uh, Josh Campbell, um, Vern Smith, you know, I can name every one of them if you want to hear it. But you know, it it's just we're brothers, right? You know, being right. so close, hunting, baseball, golf, you know, being in each other's weddings, you know, knowing each other's kids through school. But like like I said, um, we grew up together and we all like Arctic winner games. Some guys played junior A, junior B, just became brothers and if you, if you you obviously you were around as Bush, I mean I mean Trevor, yeah.
0: we're
2: we're pretty crazy, right? You know we know everything <laughs> yeah. about everybody. and It's just uh, being from a small community, but we're <laughs> proud to be at uh, New and we worked with the community as well to make it to Freddie. And we're gonna be going back again this year with a little bit more firepower. Some kids came back from college, and a couple boys from junior A, and a couple guys are asking to come with us. So. We're excited. We can't wait.
0: Who's that one defenseman again? I can't remember his name. Uh, his wife was hanging around with us that one night. Um, people oh, he he, said, uh, I can't remember his name. Really nice guy. Big guy too. Oh, Josh Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's him. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Holy man, that guy had some good stories when, when, oh, we, when we met up that one night. Super nice yeah. guy.
2: Yeah, he's one of those guys like uh, you wouldn't know he's dead. but yeah, he blue eyes, right? until he speaks. Eh? He's yeah. like, hey, what's up, bro? You know, <laughs> stuff That's... like that. I didn't yeah, know he's... how
0: to describe him. When I was like, uh, should I say light skin, blue eyes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can put you can you can put that on me. I'll, I'll
2: take credit for
0: that. Yeah, like. Uh... <laughs> Before we uh started the interview, uh I was telling Bush and Mickey and how I met the Huskies uh Thursday night. We stayed at the same hotel at the Freddy and uh we had a couple of pops and we just totally got along like as if we knew each other for years and we just sat sat around and we had a lot of laughs and you guys shared a yeah. lot of good stories. And that's the good thing about the hockey community that around the res circuit, that you meet someone and, and you it's like you guys we've known each other for years and we just laughed and a lot of jokes and sure enough, I was like 4 or 5 in the morning so I was like, hey, we better go <laughs> to bed now.
2: <laughs> yeah, you got that, right? Like you were just saying, everybody's like, do you know this guy? And, and you know, everybody can reflect on who you know through the tight-knit community. I mean, like we said, it's a small small community, but it's such a vast country that it's yeah it's people from. You know, everywhere. Uh
0: you mentioned the Freddy. Is there any any other tourneys uh, the Huskies are playing in before the season well, finishes? Well,
2: we well, we had the one here in Anubik, it's called the Anubia Regional Corporation Native Hockey Tournament. It's the one that uh it's the big one up here for our Beaufort Delta communities. Um I think we had eight teams from the region that played together. That's the big one for around here. That's the one that my father Roy Pan started 35 years ago. It's a it's a native tournament where you're allowed three non natives. Hate to bring that up again, but it's what it it is what it is, right? Yeah. And um, you know, it's big. It's huge. Like during the pandemic, we we were lucky enough to battle through and have it without any hiccups, like some tournaments around the country, right? But. Yeah. We, went, we had that one, and then this one in Whitehorse, is, it's hard, like I said, for exposure to get to where we want to get to the Fed. we got to raise a lot of money to get there, right? It's not just drive down the road to Merlis or to whatever that other arena is called there. and Just play. we got to raise money. we got to go from here to Edmonton and then drive to Saskatoon and back, right? So for the one in Whitehorse this weekend, we kind of all divide up and just jump on other squads to... To stay in shape and to have fun and compete against each other. I know there's a team from the Fort McPherson. They'll be the favorites to win this weekend in Whitehorse. They have guys like uh, Cody Peterson and Nate Briere and the Dumont brothers from Quebec playing with them and the other players in A Division. They got guys from, like we said, all the communities from across Canada that represent their, their reserves. And then we'll make our way to Freddie and May and I'm sure... We'll bump into each other maybe. To be there <laughs> yeah. this time, let's, mm-hmm. let's hope. Let's let's not let's not hope it's at four in the morning. But yeah, yeah,
0: for sure we'll have to meet up with the boys again and sit around and share some stories and some laughs. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you have any plans this coming weekend? Like at a particular native hockey tournament in Whitehorse?
2: Yep, yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah, I'll be playing. i be playing with the Blueberry Weekend Warriors, the team from Fort Saint John. Uh, I was gonna play for another team, but uh, Willie Sellers got me, up, messaged me through social media, asked me if I wanted to play. So jump on that squad, and there's a few veterans from guys from Alberta, and a couple guys from most of the team is from BC, and this guy right here from Manuvik can try to make a run with the boys. It's a big tournament. I think there's 48 teams. They run it through three rings. It's as close to Freddy as we get from our area. I mean, uh, it's non-contact, but it's more to promote Indigenous hockey. And it's it's a great time. It's good for everybody from our region to get there. And spring's here when it happens. And, you know, it's good hockey.
0: Yeah, for really sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, What can you tell us about your home community of Inuvik for those listeners that – I'm not sure of your of like where your community is and whatnot
2: yeah well we're located at the end of the Dempster Highway way up in Northwest Territories you'll have to pull out your Google Maps to find it but <laughs> well there's about 3,000 people in our community I mean we're mixed we're a mixed uh, in, indigenous people I mean we got two schools here we got a swimming pool it's just like a regular small community I guess in the middle of Canada but we're way up north and we work together to make everything happen here, right? You know, we have the bring back the sun festival when the sun comes back after the, the six weeks of darkness and, and everybody kind of starts getting out to their cabin preparing for spring. Springtime comes, we start fishing at the lake and hunting geese, you know, and then we just move. It's just like, a, like, you know, we we move to hunting muskrats and then off to the whale camps and then, Golf season, and then right back to hockey, and then do it all over again, right? You know, it's just, it's, we say, I guess everybody says it's God's country, but you know, it is what it is what you make it. And, yeah. you know, there's so many nice people all over the country. You just got to work together to make life as good as it can be after the pandemic, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm
1: sorry, you said whale camp? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's another. Uh, that's Inuvialuit. The Inuvialuit people, our indigenous group, we go up to it's about 200 kilometers north on the edge of the Arctic Ocean. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's a it's a tradition that's been going on for thousands of years. That we just get passed on from our ancestors and our grandparents. And we go up there and we we hunt beluga whales from our boats. We uh, we get up there. We set up camp. You know of guys had a, guy, a fish net and um every family you know i mean the cost of gas is so expensive now that every family goes together and they chip in one person oh, okay. grabs that gas one person grabs groceries mm-hmm. and hunting gear but yeah we hunt the bluegill whale you know we harpoon it and we shoot it and we drag it on the beach and we we call it's called the, blub, the blubber we call it the mukduck. Yeah, we cut that and we hang that and we boil that just to get rid of all the toxins inside it. And what we do is we just bring it back and basically share with the elders that that aren't able to make it out there and families that don't have the means and the transportation to make it out, right? You know, it's like we said, we work together, but for us boys that are lucky enough to do it, it's... I'd like to say it's like how the guys where to ride a bull. It's as close <laughs> as the rush is at,
0: right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it's fun.
0: Uh, Last year, I, you guys gave me some really good. Um, It was almost like beef jerky. What was that stuff again? It was, it was really good. It's a uh,
2: caribou dry meat.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, what? So I was the one that brought it. I brought it down there to give to Petey, Cody Peterson. Oh, yeah. We kept, we kept cross, like we couldn't, couldn't make it happen. And we started sharing with everybody, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually just running out the last bag is before we came, but like, you know what? So we get the caribou and we skin it, we make the jerky, right? And we hang it and add a little bit of seasoning. So, so <laughs> what happened to that bag was. We were staying on our way back from Freddie in Edmonton at the uh, Airbnb. We were staying. I freaking forgot it in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the lady so the lady that is staying there, she's like, hey, Mickey, you forgot something in there. I'm like, ah, try it out. You know, have it. You know. So, anyways, about two hours later, she's like, Hey, can you send me more? <laughs> <laughs> I ate it all. So I'm like, Oh, it sucks. You're not supposed to eat it all at once. You might get tapeworms, you know? It's a... <laughs> Try not to eat too much of it too fast, you know? But I guess she we'll ate the whole bag. Hopefully, she's still around. I guess we'll see <laughs> when we head back down.
0: Yeah, because but, I know yeah. you guys gave me a couple, like a good chunk of it I ate it throughout the weekend it was it was really good
2: yeah yeah we try to like like I said cody and drew and the boys they've been up here so peas he's, he's a, like to say a dry meat monster i guess you can say <laughs> pick me time pick me time so <laughs> this he's heading up to White this weekend so i gotta bring him a bag and Willie sellers like i said he's he likes it as well so
0: it's, it's just you
2: know does uh will a, he
0: bring you any fish for that then? Like a trade? Yeah,
2: well, he he, he brings this from like uh I don't know what it's called, like some kind of sweet salmon, anyways. Yeah. He brings it's really good as well. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a fair trade.
0: Right on, that's good. You'll yep. have to bring some down for me. A little little bag when we see each other at the Freddy. But yeah, you'll yeah, have you to try some.
2: Yeah, we'll have to bring some for everybody, but uh it's a delicacy where we're it from. It is, yeah.
0: I love and that stuff.
2: If it wasn't for you guys getting us, knowing us, we'd have to put a price on it, but we'll <laughs> let that slide this time.
0: Uh, uh, Freebird NHL team, do you have one? Edmonton Oilers, baby. Holy jeez. You're one of those, eh? <laughs> well, <laughs> so our –
2: we're. We're broadcasted Roger Sportsnet West up here. It's yeah. not by a choice, but it's just the region that we're from. <laughs> Everybody's Oilers fans. And then you got the guys from Newfoundland that come and they're all East fans. And, you know, it's <laughs> people moving here to work on the That's It is what it is.
0: But yeah,
2: I, I know, at the end of the day, we all just want a Canadian team to win the cup eventually, right?
0: Exactly. Any team except the, the Oilers in oh.
2: Montreal? Yeah, well, that's. That's another argument to have
1: off air, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's going to hoist Lord Stanley this year?
2: Well, I mean, I'm not trying to be biased and pump our <laughs> but I'd like to see Connor McDavid lift the trophy. Absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yep.
0: Well, who's going to be the goalie then? Is it going to be Skinner or uh, Campbell? it's gonna be skinner well I, it has to be skinner this campbell had his
2: opportunity and he just proved that he couldn't stand in there and i mean we made a couple of big moves picking up at home and yep. yeah. nick, nick nick bukestad and some of the guys are you know our team isn't five foot ten anymore our team is six <laughs> two we're, we're we're built to go deep and we hope so and like i think i mean i I like your team too, Chev. The, <laughs> the Leafs. I mean, if they can get out of the first down, anything can happen with them and you kind of yeah. want to see it, right? You know. Yeah.
0: Uh, what advice would you give young uh, young players, young people growing up today um what would you tell them? Well,
2: first things first is you got to do good in school, right? You know, you got to try to round like, you know, expand your mind and know that, you know, you have to follow what your parents do get a good finish school get a good job but more or less instill the hardworking habits in in you and listen to your elders and your family right you know we do that up here like you know we have to follow basically what we're taught right you know and we see people that aren't following what they were taught and they go down broken road they do another loop and they come back and they're happy to be back but i'd say to the kids just you know, finish school is the main thing. Learn that it's a big will out there and just try your best. Four check and back check. That's the main <laughs> thing.
0: Four check, back check, paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh before we let you go, we'll uh finish our interview with the infamous five rapid niche questions. You ready? You betcha. Uh question number one baked or fried bannock? Right, question number two ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? Curtain, <laughs> uh, question number three ever see uh, Ernest Mooney asked live in concert?
2: I've seen him at Singing Old Canada at the Freddy. I seen <laughs> that much.
0: I think he's putting on a concert this year at the Freddy, so uh, we'll have to go and check him out. Yeah, we'll
2: have to sneak in the
0: back door there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, question number four bannock burger or Indian taco
2: Indian taco
0: Indian taco uh, fifth and last question can you jig oh absolutely Atta boy, that's the way
1: yes. yeah <laughs> says it with conviction yeah oh yes
2: <laughs> only only jig for money <laughs> I'll make sure to bring
0: change next time <laughs> yeah
2: yeah <you bet. laughs>
0: All right, Mickey, bro, I uh, appreciate you coming on the show. We had a good time today, and uh, we'll uh, see each other in May at the Freddy, man. So, uh, looking forward to seeing you and the boys again.
2: All right. Thanks for having me, Chap. Nice to meet you, Bush. And uh, hi to
0: all all the guys out there. Take care. All right, Mickey. We'll see you again, man. Bye-bye. Hi. (laughs) Hey, guys. Welcome (laughs) back from. uh, from our interview with Mickey, a great guy man. I just I love interviewing these guests because everyone's been so uh so welcoming and so like really polite and nice and it's 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 really a joy to get in, to know these um our guests. So thanks again Mickey for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Um okay, this is uh this Res Hockey top 5 for this week is wow. brought to you, you by uh Mr. Spud, Spuddy. Spuddy. He uh Spuddy's a former cousin of the week and a former guest host on the show. So uh Spuddy shot uh shot me a text the other day and he had an idea for a top uh Rest hockey top five. So let's go. Here we go. Um Rest hockey top five uh hockey oddities and things that were common. And either don't exist or you really rarely see them these days. So we call them trends, I guess, right? yeah, okay yeah. number number five, players who wore bandanas under their bucket. I remember that and that when that was a trend. um you get the blue, like the the fancy, not the fancy, but the the blue or uh, red bandana. I still like during a pandemic, I was I see. Seeing people still wearing them, it's like as if they were Crips or Bloods. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I, I always know. thought when I'd see them. Their face covered with that bandanas.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, confession, when I shaved my head years ago, I wore the bandana underneath the. Did you? Yeah, because I thought it would. uh I thought I, you know, Scully, you know, uh, uh, absorb the sweat, but. It really just became really an, an annoyance. I don't know. So I, it lasted about two periods, and that was it. But <laughs> I, I, I tried
0: it though. <laughs> but now they had like Bauer. They have the caps where then it's like uh, what would you call those? Like the Bauer head. Like I don't know how to describe. They're like bandanas, but they they had an they have an elastic strap, I guess. Yeah. I, I see some people wearing them. So yeah, that's uh that's Buddy's number five. Number four is players who wore socks upside down. Um growing up in my like minor hockey, like Pee Wee, I remember doing that. But I uh I know Americans would do that quite a bit, and some guys in this tournaments, but that was in the late nineties, I guess wearing their socks upside down I they never ca- tried that You never tried that No it's not with today's sock like with the uh, it's like the like the socks that we used to wear a long time ago <laughs> that was probably best to wear them I, Yeah it's more of a kid thing but I seen a couple guys like during tournaments like when they used to have the goodwill and thinner guys would do that so, yeah, wearing your socks upside down. Uh, number three, players who ha- who had to use laces when they didn't have sock tape. Yep. Um, with that, I think a lot of guys just chose to wear laces instead of sock tape. I didn't. I don't know. Did you? I tried I it. it. Yeah. I didn't like that. I think it, it looks so tacky, man.
1: It does. Someone told me they could, that it's good because you could readjust the tightness on the fly. And then I just thought, well, couldn't you just do that if you had a roll of sock tape on your. In the bench,
0: yeah, true. And then uh, they go,
1: Well, you know what? want to, I always forget about the tape. I said, Well, no, you don't have to. I tried it, I uh, I didn't know it wasn't for me.
0: Yeah, I, I see some guys still doing that. Like we were at that Eveleth tournament a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and you see guys with laces tying their shin pads. Um, it wouldn't work for me because I don't strap my shin pads underneath my. Over my, like underneath my socks. So I have to use shin pads unless, I mean, I have to use uh, shin guard I so. tape. <laughs> I have to use guard tape over my shin pads because my shin pad will fall out of place. So yeah, mine does. Okay. Number two, Mix matching the home and away socks, dark socks and white socks. Um, yeah, you see that in a lot of tournaments. You see that in league games. Um, I see it in a lot of res tourneys. But if you go to like the, the Freddie, you can't do that. Everyone has to wear the same socks. Mm-hmm. Everyone has the matches, but yeah, I still see that today. Miss, Miss, uh, <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> Mix matching socks. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Um, number one for uh, res hockey oddities, or that you re- that you either don't exist or you rarely see these days. Players who wore sweat. Or track pants instead of socks. Yeah. So that's more of an American thing. uh, When players don't wear hockey pants, they'll wear sweatpants instead of hockey pants. Did we talk about when we went to Evelyn? No way.
1: I think we might have touched it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. But yeah. I I used to wear, sometimes wear sweats at the outdoor rink, ODR, but. Yeah.
0: But not during a game. Like. No. Frick, you're going to get a puck in the ass, man. And that's going to hurt.
1: <laughs> Just like where you passed. The-
0: <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that when I rifle the puck really hard and I hit that guy in the ass. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get for wearing sweatpants. But yeah, those are our top five from uh, Freeman White, a.k.a. Spuddy. So if <laughs> anyone has any ideas for our top five, shoot us a message and we'll... Be more than happy to uh, discuss your top 5 Well, uh say it on the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Former guest of the show, Jared Bethune. He was playing for the Allen Americans of the ECHL, and he got sent down to the Southern Pro Birmingham Bulls. Um, when you get sent down from a higher league to a lower league. Does it mess with your confidence?
1: Depends how big your ego is. I think.
0: You think? Like,
1: well, I mean, sometimes they they do the interviews and they say it's it's to, uh, um, to get back their scoring touch or so. I don't know. I guess it would probably mess with mine because because you think you have a role, you're you're playing into it, and then you just say, Nah, no, you got to go down to To these guys, we want you to uh, work on this skill.
0: Yeah, say like you've been on the team for two to three years. Yeah, and you had a good role on the team. Then all of a sudden, it's like, sorry, sorry, Bush, we're sending sending you down to that's down to Southern Pro League, where you're going to be making less money, and the road trips are longer, the bus rides are longer. So, like, confidence wise, like mental health wise, like we mentioned earlier, does that mess? with your mental health? I think it taking was, yeah. Taking a demotion. Or do you see it where you want to prove to them that they made a mistake by skating harder, playing harder every night, going to the gym, healthy diet, getting your, your rest at night? Like, there's... Every player's different and everyone takes it, mm-hmm. reacts different, right? So, yeah. And we wish like Jared's been sk- scoring a point a game when he was he's been in Birmingham so far. So we hope he he gets back up to the ECHL, and I think he can. He's a great player. Uh, played really good last year at the Freddie, and and it's hard being sent down. It's yeah, your ego does take a hit because you're playing at a high level and you're playing in front of thousands of people and. All of a sudden, you're getting told you have to go play in a lower level. So it does, it does hurt, but take it as a positive. Take it that I got to go back and I got to work harder. So it's something that no one wants, wants to, uh, wants to happen to their hockey career. But yeah, we wish Jared all the best and keep working hard and get back to Allen Americans in the ECHL this something I thought I'd ask because I, I I didn't like it like uh I think I was 16 or 17. I started started the year playing Junior a went down to Junior B then I finished the season playing mid to triple A and I was like I was so frustrated I was re- I remember I was really upset and I I didn't think I deserved to get sent out but like i said it it i kind of i didn't handle it as good as i should have but as i was a teenager so i really didn't know how to handle that situation that's the thing why we have this show is for these these guests who played the game to talk to you talk to yeah. the youth that are listening this shows what it takes to get that 11 what to do if something happens like this so um it's a different game back then from the 90s to to today. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if any young players have any questions about hockey, just shoot us a message and if you want um someone's fo- uh cell number, uh let us know and we'll cuz like Wasey Rabbit, Colton Yellowhorn, those guys offers like if you guys have any questions, shoot us a text and we got their numbers, so um, if you guys want to shoot them a text and have a question about hockey and if you're not sure of something, shoot us a message and we'll be more than happy to uh give you them give you their numbers. So that's what we wanted to do for this show. So yeah. Uh what's happening this weekend, Bush?
1: We are selected and invited. <laughs> to a prestigious tournament called Dryden Last Chance Tournament <coughs> where we have a chance at redemption. We lost in the finals last year.
0: What age division? 45 and older. 45 and older. <laughs> so you guys lost in the finals last year?
1: We lost in the finals last year. You and your yeah. one shift? Yeah. One,
0: I... one shift Sunday, Trevor? <laughs> well...
1: Not the and, first time I've seen you do one shift.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think, like, the last two out of three years, I played one shift in the championship game, and <laughs> I get thrown out. Uh, yeah, Last Chance Tournament. It's an old-timers tournament and a women's tournament. Uh, yeah. You have 35-plus uh, and 45-plus divisions, and the women's is open. Uh, there's no age requirement, but uh, it's a really fun tournament, uh, great Great host. It's really well run, and it's a lot of fun for like us older guys. It's uh, it's not too serious. It's relaxed. We just hang hang out with the guys. We mm-hmm. don't get that opportunity too much nowadays that we're getting up there in age. But uh, last year I was fortunate enough to win thirty five plus. But uh, there was a rule, I guess, that you you could not play two divisions, and I didn't know that. No one told me, so. I got kicked out in the finals for the forty-five plus <laughs> yeah. championship game, but that just shows you you have to read the rules, I guess, right? Or
1: yeah, yeah, read the uh, the uh, ultra fine print.
0: Or a team manager should know all the rules. So yeah, I blame, I blame our team manager Jack. Yeah, Jack for not knowing the rules. But it's hard when you play two divisions in a tournament because yeah, I think I played what four or five games one day in one day. Not
1: just one day. That was like that was like from eleven to six.
0: <laughs> yeah, jeez. And that's like the worst thing. I don't like having wet gloves and wet skates. It's, it's
1: to me. It's I don't care really about the skates. It's uh, it's it's the wet socks you got to put on underneath. It's I like, know that's why I,
0: I always <laughs> carry like three pairs of socks in my bag. You now I don't care. So yeah, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, we have a t- team from. Uh Kenora going so it's another another fun tournament, another weekend. Even though canora I mean Dryden's an hour hour and change away. Yeah. <laughs> it's still for a uh, good time for us to leave to leave town and go have some yeah. fun. Whoo. Anything else before we uh, take um, off for another week? I don't think so. Nothing on uh nope. Nope, not nothing. Nothing. Well, uh, thanks, guys, for joining us for Episode 77. We really appreciate you taking the time to come sit with us and come talk some hockey. Um, for those who are asking, we are going to eventually get to YouTube. Um, I found a program online where we could add all the interviews and segments together. So I'll – yeah, I'll. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do you want to look at me and Bush for an hour? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Are we going to get any views if you put it on YouTube? (laughs) Like, shit, that's how Bush looks. (laughs) 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 So I don't know. Like, People are asking for us to upload our shows on on, uh, YouTube. So I finally figured out a way how to do it after like a year. So eventually we'll, uh, well, you got 77 episodes I got to work on, I guess. (laughs) So it's going to take me a while. But, yeah, we'll try it out. Should I do my hair? Look like you did your hair, Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, I just want to remind you, least won last game against the Edmonton Oilers. Give you uh, guys a good ass-kicking. It was a totally different team from when the Oilers and Leafs played the first yeah. time.
1: Yeah. It was.
0: Uh, my sister-in-law, she's an Oilers fan. She sent me a percentage of each team of winning the Stanley Cup, Edmonton Oilers is at 13%. And the leaves are only 10%. Oh. Like, how, I don't know. I don't know where she got that. She must have made it up or something. She made it Like, I don't know. Uh, well, nope. How does the Oilers have a higher percentage of winning the Cup than I, the Leafs? I think, I I think they're going it. back
1: into uh, playoff history, maybe. Maybe. I've said this before. the The reason why they have, why the Leafs are going to win or lose it's it's a it's a team's X factor, and it's uh which Nylander is going to show up.
0: He's playing unbelievable. He's, yep,
1: absolutely. The, he's,
0: the crappy thing is he's not going to resign with the Leafs because he's a free agent and he's going to want ten million bucks, and the Leafs can't afford ten million for another player. Um, Leafs look good. I mean. I saw them last month in Toronto, and they looked they looked good, but they barely beat Ottawa in a shootout this past on Friday or Saturday. Saturday, I think it was Saturday, but yeah, we'll see. But <laughs> went to the Winnipeg game, Winnipeg against Boston. Boston kick, kicked their ass three nothing. They're gonna have a hard time against Boston. Boston does all the little things perfect. And I think that's why they win. They don't try to do big things. They do all the little things right. Like, Boston played their backup goalie, and they still won 3-0. They still shut out Winnipeg. And Winnipeg was like 0 for 6 on the power play. Oh. So I'm not looking forward if Toronto and Boston plays in the second round. So right now, it looks like Toronto's going to play Tampa Bay. Then if Toronto beats Tampa Bay and Ta- and Boston wins, they'll play each other in the second round. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really not looking forward towards the playoffs because playoff history of the Leafs is, it's heartbreaking.
1: they are going to do it this year. Watch. They're going to make it past first round. They might even make the conference finals, but they're not going to win the cup.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll have to make a big, because,
1: because they're going to have to face Edmonton. And we all know who's going to win that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, thanks guys for joining us. Uh, We really appreciate, and we'll uh, see you guys next week for episode seventy-eight. So take care of each other, love each other, and remember, accept everyone for who they are. Mm -hmm. It's we got to stop fighting amongst each other, and so respect. Yes. R e how do you spell respect? R e c t. So start singing that song then. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was trying to think. How do you spell respect?
1: Just sing that song.
0: (laughs) I was trying to think. Settle down there, Aretha. (laughs) All right, then. Now we'll see each other. I mean, freaking. Let's go. Okay, see you guys. Peace.